What's up, guys? This is Mike. And this is Leo. And welcome to the Asian Menswear Podcast, a podcast made specifically to empower, inspire, and motivate the next generation of Asian American men to live their best lives. This is for us. All right. So I said last time I would do a new intro. So new intro is going to be Mike and Leo here back again with the new barbershop talk. Actually, no, not a barbershop talk. We're actually doing what I used to call solo episodes where we talk about things that you can benefit from and things that we think you can take away from. So the last time I did, I actually did an episode of this. So we're doing the the best things that we learned in our 20s. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be part two. And this is really going to be about what Leo's taken away from his 20s since I've already kind of did mine. And then yeah. I'm going to basically add one more after Leo's done. But I think Leo's has definitely, you know, gained a lot of wisdom through his 20s just from what he's done, you know. I mean, I, I like your perspective too. So jump in to my points and kind of, you know, elaborate yeah. as well. Yeah, we'll piggyback. We'll, we'll jump in. We'll see where the conversation goes. <laughs> okay. But, but I'm, we're going to basically listen to Leo's top couple, uh, maybe top five, top six things he's learned yeah. in 20s. So for you younger guys, definitely listen. I mean, uh, Leo's uh, highly successful. So he's learned a lot throughout uh, the 20s. And I'm, I'm assuming his 30s are going to be even better. I hope so. I'm assuming my <laughs> 30s are getting better. And for you older guys, don't worry. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you can pick something off of this too. But yeah, we'll just jump yeah. into it. Leo, what is the first thing that you've taken away from your 20s? I mean, the first one, probably not the most surprising one, but I think one of the most important things that kind of guided me through my 20s is style, personal style, and really just learning how to dress better as you kind of go along. For me, it was like starting from college to my interviews to dressing better for work. And I think really like the big takeaway is that you got to dress well for different occasions. So for me, setting that first impression when you're meeting new people for job interviews, when you're going on a date, when you're networking, that really like sets up how you want others to treat you, how you want others to view you. And I think that kind of change your perspective um, on meeting new people a lot. And um, it, it really helps. Like the whole cliche saying like dress for the job you want is such a true saying because the way you dress, the way you present yourself makes a huge difference. And, um, you know, just really like dress for how you want to be treated. And I think that, you know, the way you put on a suit, the way you know how to present yourself just makes you feel like, whoa, like, I have so much more self-confidence. Like, I think that's one of the big ways, like I think of it as like a weapon, like a shield that you can put on this armor and you can really raise your self-confidence. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think like half the time when you talk about all these different things, like when it comes to dating or how to talk to people or how to um, network, it's all about mm-hmm. confidence. That's a big point. And I think when you dress well, you feel well. So that's yeah. number one thing I learned in my twenties. And I think that's, that's, I'm going to piggyback on that. Yeah. I think dressing is really important. I think for all of us, you know, we want to pretend and think that, Hey, people should accept you for what's inside and yeah. all this. But at the end of the day, yeah. man, as humans, we look at what we see in front of us and we make our judgments and things like that. So that's why it's important that you like like Leo says you have to dress for the part because if you don't dress the way that invites people to have a conversation with, they'll never even mm-hmm. know what you have inside. 
versus like maybe you don't dress well, so no one is gonna you know approach you or anything. Then even if you are heart of gold, how are they gonna know? You know, and you have to kind of play the game. That's how it works. Like we're gonna look at someone and then make assumptions, and that's just kind of how the human mind works. You know, like uh, even back from caveman days, we yeah. uh, we we have to judge because or else we'll die. So now we take those same instincts in today's age and we make those assumptions and whatnot. So, and at the end of the day, if you dress well, like those are all good traits. That means that you have the discipline to get ready. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You have to put the time to, to make yourself presentable and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's why dressing well, especially in your twenties is important. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's respect for yourself, but also respect for others. Cause that means mm. that you put in the effort to dress for the occasion. It could be, you know, a fancy dinner to True. a casual hanging out, but I, that, that's also say like dress well for different occasions. You don't want to wear a tuxedo if you just, you know, going to the movies or just, <laughs> you know, eating a hamburger. Yeah. But there's different levels of dressing well. And I think it really is like, yeah, that's the first thing you see somebody. So you can immediately have like different impressions. So it's all about that first impression. I think that's what matters. And of course, we're not saying like this is the most important thing, the only important thing, but you know, that's when people will start to get to know you afterwards. Exactly. Uh, so that, that kind of goes into my next point. That's just something I learned in my twenties. So I hope like this is just helping you guys out. So my next point is working out like just regular exercise. Mm. You don't have to work out. Like you're trying to be a bodybuilder. There's not one type of exercise for everyone. You know, if it, if it's um, running, if it's cycling for you, if it's CrossFit, you know, find the things that you love, but help you have a good health and have a good shape. Because I think like when, when, when it comes to working out is that it, it kind of relates with the fashion too, is when you work out more, your body will be more fit and clothes fit better. It's just mm-hmm. easier that way. And it kind of also goes with the whole style when it comes to fitness too, when you work on more, you have more like positive energy, you feel more energetic and you feel better about yourself. Yeah. And I, I think like, that's just what I learned and that's what worked for me. And, you know, but so I was just hoping you guys, you know, take, take that as a advice to do that. And I know you just did some crazy workout stuff well, in the past. Yeah, year. I did. I mean, if you guys are like, there's some pictures of me when I did like my first Wednesday whiskey. So Wednesday Whiskey is a, a live show that I do on Instagram uh, for my uh, Asian menswear account. And before I did this program, which is called 75 Heart, I talked about this in uh, the last season of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I did a 75 Heart program, basically 75 days, and you follow these strict rules. And it was basically two workouts per day. One has to be outside. Each one has to be 45 minutes. You have to stick to a very strict diet. You have to read 10 pages of a book. You have to drink a gallon of water. You have to do it for 75 days. And if you miss or don't do any of it, you start all over. So I did that, dropped like 30 pounds. Wow. Um, and honestly, I just look like more like, I guess my age, I think. Mm. And and obviously being able to accomplish that goal gave me a lot of confidence uh, that, you know, like being able to say that I, I could go 75 days. Oh yeah, no alcohol too. So to go 75 days was, you know, a confidence booster. So a lot of times I mean- people... Yeah, That's so, impressive. Yeah. So a lot of times people, you know, they do working out for like the vanity thing, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like working out should be for your health because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, if you feel healthy, you're going to have, I guess, healthier thoughts and you know, you're not going to be easily, um, uh, irritated or easily, you know, you don't get mad easily. You're, Cause you're healthier, your body, you're treating your body right. And I think that's why, you know, working out besides the clothes and all that, it's, it's a good thing. And I think 
Asian guys or, or you know, Asian Americans in general that are listening to the to podcast, if you're not working out, like definitely think about it. I think we talked about this in previous uh, podcasts, but for me and Leo, we're, you know, we've had that experience because I know you've been working out for a long time now yeah. and we've seen the benefits. So especially if you're younger, take advantage and consider working out because it's done wonders for myself. I can speak for myself for sure. Yeah, your your seventy five heart is definitely the extreme side of exercising. Oh but yeah, I, I mean, but but I think at the end of the day, like it's so important to have some sort of daily exercise, something that you like. It could be basketball, it could be lifting weights. And we're not saying there is a perfect body type, but I do think that having regular exercise, making sure your body is a well oiled machine, you know, get those yeah. legs working, get your heart mm-hmm. working. And it's going to be very helpful in the long run. And I'm, I'm glad that I've worked out and essentially kept up with regular exercise throughout my 20s. And, um, you know, part of it did help, you know, building out muscles. I'm telling you, like, it helps for my confidence, having some muscles, filling out my clothes, but, you know, different things for different people. Um, yeah. And that, that this kind of leads into the next point, too, is health is wealth. Um, you know, so the working out is definitely important, but also like healthiness. It also matters what you're putting in your body. I think yeah. it's so important that you guys have to learn how to eat healthier, have to have balanced meals. Like you got to learn what protein and carbs and vegetables and fruits are. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was a big thing for me, kind of obviously like growing, a, growing up in an Asian household, you know, my parents are always cooking Asian meals, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of rice, fried rice, mm-hmm. noodles, um, a lot of meat. Fire. Some veggies, yeah, and like some, some sometimes like really, really salty, like a lot of sodium, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of fried stuff there and there. But it's like once you learn um, kind of like the healthy meals and healthy balanced meal you should be eating, especially when it relates to working out and like building your muscle, you 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 have to you have to learn how food works. Like I've kind of stopped eating that much Asian food just because I realized like, oh, this is like a lot of carbs. This is a way too much rice for me. Yeah. Uh, and that's like a difference like that I also had to like kind of tell my parents like, oh, I, I can't be eating dumplings every day. <laughs> like it's not, this is not that healthy actually. Right. Once you learn about macros, you you start seeing stuff like, no, like that's, that's dangerous. You know, like dangerous in a sense, like it's too much, too many calories for what your, what your <laughs> physical activity you know, it gives you. So I think, uh, yeah, it ties back. I think diet, like, um, I think people always talk about this when you're going through a fitness journey, diet is like, it literally is true. Like a 70%. It's hard to right. outwork a diet because it's easy to, to, to gobble down uh, some noodles, but it, it's like, uh, let's say a plate of noodles, is like 500 calories. You know how hard yeah. it is to burn 500 calories. Yeah. Like you would have to run, uh, close to <laughs> like five miles. In, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. If you do five, um, I think five miles per ten minutes. So yeah, it's literally running a good pace for an entire hour. And let's be real: who who here is running that many miles? Who's listening? Right? I think I do. Well, I walk now, but I used to, you know, I used to do like three miles, and that was hard. So imagine that's just that one plate of food. And again, like it's gonna make you slow. It's gonna make you sleepy. It's gonna make you tired. Like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I I think about it like maybe, well, part of the Asian culture too, obviously, like a lot of Asians have the fast metabolism. Mm. So they, they feel like they can just eat everything and they don't get fat. But I, I think from what I learned in my 20s that in the long run, it's healthier for you. And also I think tying in with like diet too is drinking a lot of water, water. not drinking alcohol 
every day or going crazy every weekend. Um, same thing, like not eating fried foods or eating that much, not eating out that often, but that all helps your overall body, like, yeah. you know, cleaning your body, like cleansing your body with water, um, staying hydrated. That has, I think it has a big impact with my skin, with, with my face oh, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so like people ask me all the time, like, what's your skincare routine? I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm Asian, but I also drink a lot of water. water. Like I, I eat healthy. I, I make sure I'm always eating fruits and vegetables. I eat just as much vegetables as, you know, meats. Like I don't eat mm. that much carbs. So like, I think it's such an important thing to learn because my parents didn't teach me this. Like I had to kind of learn this myself when I was trying to also, you know, uh, when I was also trying to just gain weight or like gain muscles and like, you know, cut fat from working out. I had to learn how to eat better in that way. Mm-hmm. And then this kind of leads into the next point. <laughs> so when it comes to eating healthier and learning how to cook and learning what to eat, that was a big part of budgeting for me. Mm. So for me, budgeting is a huge thing. Obviously, I think Asians love to talk about money. <laughs> so maybe you guys will love this point. Uh, so of course, money, I think saving money for different things. For me, a big point of buying my own food, cooking my own food was saving a lot of money. I mm. tell you, I maybe at most go out to eat once a week. And by being able to save all that money, I have money for other things. I think like that, that's the one that people ask all the time too. It's like, how can I live in near city? How can I afford these, all this clothes? How can I travel? How can I do this? But that's at the end of the day is budgeting. You got to save your money for different things. So in my example, like living in near city, living basically below my means, just because I was making this much money at work or this much money from Love the taste style. Now, it doesn't mean that I need to live at the most fancy place or mm-hmm. I'll spend all my paycheck on a nice car. And I think like, that's what I learned in my 20s <clears> that like, I want to do so many different things. Like I wanted to travel a lot. Well, you can't travel without money. So budgeting, living below your means when it comes to your rent or your regular expenses, maybe don't eat out that much, save your money for things that you want, like traveling. That way you have that goal you're working towards and you can travel more freely. And um, same thing with experiences. And I think then like you can kind of have that extra money for different things you want to do, different hobbies and different passions. And that also kind of let us to be able to do like a side hustle, you know, it could be different things for different people, but once you set up different goals you want to have in your life, you got to figure out your money, your expenses and budget. Right. That's crazy. Cause uh, even for myself, um, I guess my budgeting part is because I've been able to, you know, save a lot of money and I haven't made like crazy purchases, it's allowed me to do the things that I want to do. Um, and I think it's important because I think with society, you kind of get stuck into getting the new car, right? Getting, mm. doing payments for the car. And then eventually you get married, you pay for the wedding, you get, then you get the house and it all kind of leads you to getting stuck. To a point where if you do have a high paying job and now you're using up all your money, right, to pay for all these things that kind of hold you back in a way, then mm-hmm. you're not really able to be free, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I kind of saw that from early on and that's allowed me to be free with my work and, and not to be feel pressured um, that like pressure to make money right away. And it's because mm-hmm. that you have like the freedom 
to. So I think I think back to what Leo says, like whatever your goals are, make sure you set your your money that it makes sense for you not not to like take not away to hold from, you down, right? Yeah, to like, take yeah, right. Because if let's say I did do all those things, let's say like I planned to, to get you know like myself a condo or whatever, I would have felt that pressure uh, having to pay, and then how would that affected my work here with, with Asian menswear, my podcast and mm-hmm. things like that. Right. I, I, I literally set everything very low until I complete what I'm looking to do. And then we can start to think about, you know, bigger purchases and things, things like that. But I think if I hadn't planned this out ahead of time, right. To keep everything low, to make it sure that it's a very minimum, then I wouldn't have this freedom. Um, so just for you guys out there, like wanting to, I don't know, start businesses or start some project, you know, you want to do it the right way without feeling those pressures, be smart about the money. Um, yeah, so that's, that's that. definitely, uh, and that, that's a great point. I, you know, that's, I, I think that that's a really, really good point. Just really living below your means and open your eyes to different things you ever want to do. Because yep. if you, if you just think, oh, paycheck, new car, paycheck, uh, bottle service, paycheck, um, you know, fancy yeah, this, fancy that. Like yeah. if you're living paycheck to paycheck to, I don't know, impress people to want the next big thing, um, you, at the end of the day, I think it's just smarter to budget your money for the things you want. Like don't feel tied down by the one thing. Um, don't, you know, you, you can't just look at others and be like, well, I, I wish I can do that, but then not do anything about it. Don't feel pressured, you know, to keep up with everybody. Uh, that's definitely yeah. hard not to do. But especially if you have friends, especially with my age now where I do have friends like they're making the big purchases. But at the end of the day, it's, it's your own life. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, just you, you just kind of have to fill it out and, and make sure that you're doing it for yourself and not for, you know, to impress someone or to keep up with the Jones, they call it, mm-hmm. to be like everybody else. So that's my my two cents for that. Yeah. Um. So I guess like the next point for me was kind of going into career. So I um, I don't know if you guys know, but in my 20s, part of my half of my 20s, I used to work in corporate. So I used to work in finance. I used to work for Morgan Stanley and then later on Barclays Bank here in Manhattan in New York City. And um, from what I learned just working in those jobs is that don't be stagnant. Like don't don't be in one place uh, staying still with your job. I mean, if you guys are absolutely 100% happy, by all means, do what you want. But yeah. in my case, um, I was always looking for new opportunities in the job market every one or two years. Because what I learned from the finance world, at least, is that there's not always internal promotions. You, you, can't, just, you can't just work for the next job. Like It's either maybe your team leader, your manager has to leave, then there's an open position. But another way to do it is to work for another company. And from my experience, I was able to easily get a pay raise, essentially climbing the ladder, you know, back and forth like that. And I think that really helped to get that, you know, 10 to 20% that you wanted, you know, if, if you know, since we were talking about money and now it's like, well, if you wanted more money to do other things, don't stay stagnant at your job, like maybe find new opportunities. So for me, that's what I did. And I know it's easy because I've, I've had friends that have been there at the job for like five years and, you know, they're scared to ask for a raise or, though you know, I, I love working with the people. They're like family. And I totally get that. And I totally yeah. get that. But 
there's sometimes you got to do what's best for yourself yeah. because sometimes the companies don't do what's best for you either. So you, you got to figure out and just kind of, this is really just to clear your mind, you know, this advice kind of letting you know, like, that's what I did. And I'm really happy that I did that. Um, you know, and, and I get it. Cause I, I, I had good work friends all these years, you know, different years. And like, yeah. it's tough to leave them. Cause it's honestly, it's stay. hard to, it's yeah, not the company. It's, 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 it's the, <laughs> the relationships you build that keep you there. That's what I, yeah. I noticed for sure. And, and and it's tough to say goodbye to those work friends. But, you know, at but, the end of the day, when you're done with work and if you want to move to a nicer place, if you want more money to travel, if you need more money for a side hustle, you got to do what's best for you. And um, that's something that I've done. And I hope this is helpful for somebody who needs to hear it. And um, I, I'm glad I did it because it, it really helped me to keep pushing to understand that like, yes, work is work. Work is not my life. And um, the money I make here is going to benefit me in other ways. So if I need more money or if I need to move my way up and this is not happening at this company, if there's no promotions happening here, I need to go elsewhere. Take the and initiative. That, that's okay. first. Yeah. If you guys are struggling with that, I can understand why it's because you get comfortable there. You start to know where this is at, this is at, how this works and this works. So going to that next company, you have to learn their new methods. You have to learn about the culture there, the people there. It's, it's nerve wracking, you know, because you become so comfortable and safe that making the jump. But you know what? The same reason you feel comfortable at your current job when at first it was scary or first it was not comfortable, it's going to happen again. So it's not going to change. When you get to that next opportunity, you're going to get comfortable over there. You're going to make mm-hmm. new friends over there. You're going to get safe over there. It's just, that's how it is. And I, and I always say, when you have the feeling of uncomfortability, that means it's, it's an opportunity for you to grow. That's telling you that you can grow in this point. So instead of saying, instead of taking uncomfortable or like when you're feeling weird, instead of saying, okay, I need to stay away from this, mm-hmm. change it around, change your mindset and think, wait, this is an opportunity. This means that I can get better for this and that. So, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, and then the next one, actually, those are my main points. I think I kind of want to hear your point. Oh, okay. That you wanted to add in there. Yeah. 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 So, um, so if you guys listened to part one of this, um, this episode where I went solo and I talked about what I've learned in my 20s, more, or better yet, in my uh, takeaways. I'm just going to kind of uh, recap what I said, but my first one is basically, you know, don't engage in the things that bring negative energy into your lives. And, and what I mean by that is like learning, I think learning to be aware of yourself versus like kind of being a robot into life, like kind of just mm-hmm. doing things without thinking about it. It's huge because when you're aware, you're able to kind of distinguish and think about like, what are some things that are, are not beneficial to me? You know, like if you're mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of people uh, work, they're nine to five, they come home and then they watch Netflix. Right. But not really ever mm-hmm. thinking about, wait, is this Netflix good for me? You know, mm-hmm. cause you're just doing it. And then eventually it becomes a routine and you never really think about what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where we left off, but our camera's um, just cut what off. you were saying with, um, just start off the whole point again with, with like Netflix, what's not good for you. Right. So like, like, um, being, I think being aware and, and once you're aware, you'll start to see the things that you do in your daily life. You should start asking yourself, is this a good or bad thing? You know, like, are these people I'm hanging out with, are they benefiting me? Are they, are they not? Or am I, if I'm watching TV, like, I think it's just being more focused and, and 
being aware of the things that you're doing every day. And if you're, especially if you're a person who's ambitious, you know, if you, you want to achieve a lot in your life, you'll start to, once you become aware, you start to see a lot of things that don't do you any good. <laughs> like seriously, you know, like yeah. if you really sit back and write out your, your notes, I mean, if you really are in tune like that, you'll start to see, wow, there's a lot of time that I'm wasting here and there. Um, and that's just my one thing, you know, like people, it comes down to people, things, anything really. If you become aware, you start to see there's a lot of things that take your your energy and kind of like your your happiness away, uh, so to speak. That's a great point because like the way I would have described that point for me would have been time. Mm. Time. I think like time management is such a big deal. Um, I don't think I've ever thought about it that way as like people, things, the, the, the mm-hmm. way you kind of said it, the way I thought of it was like, okay, I work at my job nine to six. Where can I find time to mm. do my side hustle with Levitate style? Where do I have time to hang out with my friends? Where do I have time to do this? And that was one of the things when people ask me about different advice and stuff. It's like, how, how are you spending your time? Like I did not watch Netflix. The, like, the first five years when I did Levitate Style, I didn't have time to sit at home to watch one hour episodes. Back then, one hour episodes is long. That's half a movie. So like I think back then, I'm like, I don't have time to watch Breaking Bad. This is a freaking four-season four series with 10 episodes, one hour each. Are you one crazy? Each, yeah. How do I have time to do that? Like I, I, I only have time after work to either network, to meet new people. And on the weekends, I have, that's my only free time to shoot content, to build out the blog. So, and I think like what you were saying too, it's like, what is the value out of this? And it might be harsh to say it, but to be honest, what I did was that I stopped hanging out with my friends because I realized my only free time was on the weekend and I have to work at this and accomplish this thing slowly and slowly building this. Like, okay, I mean, like if we're going to do a Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas thing, I'll go. If it's a birthday thing, I'll go. But if it's like a small little hangout, I don't got time for this. Like, I I need to have time to build this. This is my only free time. And I don't think people understand how important that is. And when people ask me, like, how did you do this? How did you do that? Well, I'm like, how are you spending your time? Almost everybody has time, has free time. Unless you're really working two, three jobs, you know, that's kudos to you. But like... If if you if you if you're saying oh I work a full time job you got time like you got time after work you got time on the weekend you have to make these sacrifices for that better future if whatever that you're working on yeah hundred percent that's cool how we get to the same point but our way of thinking is different <laughs> yeah. I told Leo begin in the beginning uh, before you recorded it was like it's like that West Coast uh, East Coast uh-huh. thing you know I'm talking vibey energy and and leo's like to the point like you know like like, very practical yeah very practical (laughs) so yeah so my next one uh you know again i'm gonna summarize it but the next one is like um it's just not giving up i mean we hear this all the time but the way i look at it is um i think well it comes it comes with a condition right i say never give up so if you're doing something a lot of times a lot of times um it's just because people don't last long enough so mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people have a goal or like they have this dream and they start to do it and they on, they're on the path, but they're, they're just impatient. And mm-hmm. I think especially with today's age where, you know, like we're getting instant. even like content, instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Now our, our, what we consider long is like a year. 
Oof. You know, like yeah. in reality though, some things take, could take five, it could take 10 years. It could take 20 years, you know, like it, it takes that long. And, um, I just think that if people see it, things through mm-hmm. that you'll be able to accomplish it in my condition for, for never giving up on whatever you're doing. Cause obviously there's going to be a point where it's like, yo, this is, you should stop, you know, <laughs> and my, my condition, my condition mm-hmm. on that is, okay. is first off, make sure that whatever your goal is, is like a good goal first, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's reasonable. And then the other condition is to make sure that every day you're getting better at that goal. So my example earlier when I was talking to Leo was like, if you want to become an actor, right? Are mm-hmm. you watching YouTube videos every day um, to learn about acting? And are you actually practicing those things every day? Right? So if you're continuously doing that and you know you are, and you're not lying to yourself and saying, why haven't I made it? But yet you haven't moved up in whatever you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You have to be real with yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be truthful. So as long as you stay, um, you stay consistent in getting better and just because you might not make it within that six months, it could just be because you're not ready for it, but doesn't mean you haven't made it yet. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think, again, I think people have to have realistic ex- expectations. Like, don't think that just because we see all these people becoming successful within a night, that that's a, a, an average or a common thing. Cause at the end of the day, the majority of us, it takes years. Mm-hmm. It takes work. You know what I mean? Like, so don't get trapped into thinking, wait, how did that guy, that guy did it in a year and you're, a year and a half in, you haven't even made it. Well, he might've just gotten lucky. I mean, mm-hmm. not lucky, but like he might've just been, his luck was like, or his talent was, uh, was really good. And I guess, uh, I think in the last episode, I talked about this. It's like, uh, if you're talented, the time mm-hmm. for you to accomplish or reach your goals can be quicker. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're not talented. All it means is that it's just going to take longer. So mm-hmm. depending on where your talent or your work ethic all combined, it's going to really determine how fast you know, like how smart, you know, it, it all plays a factor, but I'm just saying for those who don't see the results within a year or two, just really ask yourself, am I taking the right steps every day to getting better? Or am I just, all I'm doing is basing it on the time spent on it when not, mm-hmm. when you're not really improving, you know what I mean? If, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's a great point because it kind of makes me think back of like the discipline from what I learned from like sports, from playing basketball, from working out, you're not going to be this strong and this much muscles or like, you know, doing all these basketball moves after playing one time. It takes hours and hours of practice. And it reminds me of what I learned from NBA, from basketball is that like, you have to do this like 10,000 hours, right? Like, I think that's like a saying, like once you spend your 10,000 hours, that's, when you can be good at something. Yeah. So unless you put in the hours, what did you expect? You right. literally cannot have those results unless you put in the hours to practice. And I think like in your experience with, um, and I think like in your experience with uh, Asian menswear, but also even your career before Asian menswear, I'm sure you yep. can relate to the amount of hours you have to put in something for a project, whatever it is. Exactly. Um, like with Levitate Styles, like how can I, like if you look at my first photo to my photos now, it's like day and night because back then it's like, uh, I don't know how to pose. I don't know how this photo should look. I don't know what the settings. Now I can yeah. like, you know, do this in like 10, 15 minutes. And you know, this firsthand experience because I, I, I started at the uh, beginning. So I know that feeling very <laughs> uncomfortable, but again, uncomfortable means I just need to work on it. 
that eventually if I, if I were to dedicate myself on posing or, or doing the, the stuff that Leo does in a year, I know if every day I put in that I'll eventually get mm-hmm. better. And I think if you understand that you, you, you accept the fact that it's going to take time, uh, I think you're going to be all right. But I think a lot of people aren't willing to accept that. And I feel like as soon as they feel uncomfortable, they're mm-hmm. telling themselves, I shouldn't even do it. I, I, I think it's really humbling when you, for example, like with actors, it's very humbling when you look back at their like first audition tape. Um, I, I think about like The Office, you know, that like I, I love to show The Office and I look at like some of those actors and their audition tape, like mm. actors start out like nothing. Like they, they've done absolutely nothing. Um, they're all starting out. They're just trying to get something going for their career. It's very humbling at the same time because it's like, wow, that's how I feel right now. Like wh- I'm at this little level where nobody right. knows who I am, whatever it is that you're doing. It's like, but all these people have to start somewhere. And I love what you said about like Instagram vacation because I mean, nowadays everybody wants to be an influencer, right? Like yeah. everybody wants to be like, hey, how do I do this? Yeah. And they, they, they DM me like, how, how, did you, how, did, how did you get here? I'm like, you want me to just... DM you back in one paragraph. This took me like five, six years to where I'm at today. And throughout, yeah. and throughout this whole journey, it's like constantly learning and working with new brands. And it's amazing. But I can't summarize that for you because it's not a one day overnight thing. I wish it was. Yeah. But that's the reality of it. It's not. Yeah. And so I also love what you said. Like once you tell somebody like, yeah, you know, sure. You want to be an influencer? Do TikToks and post content. Uh, every single day for a year and then we'll see how it goes and yeah. then boom you don't hear anything back <laughs> <laughs> nothing because it is that much work like they, they think it's so easy yeah. no, no, then, then do it go and do that's it real. And we'll see yeah. how it is a but year that's the cool thing right because the majority of people are not willing to wait and be patient so if you are willing to say hey i'm gonna put in the time and i'm gonna be i'm gonna outlast everyone more than mm-hmm. likely you're gonna make it that's what I've seen because people are always looking for the sh- shortcut. They're they're looking for the ster- steroids. They're looking for you know whatever it is that the quick the quick easy fix, which is what they if you never notice they sell all that all the time because it works because mm, people fast. fall for that trap. Yeah. Mm. Oh, take these pills. You're you'll lose thirty pounds. You can mm. eat whatever you want. Like come on, like yeah. that's, like that's the thing. Um, and just don't fall fall for that. I like what you said. Like your whole mindset vibe thing but basically <laughs> your mind i think that that's one of the, okay you know that, that's another thing that i learned in my 20s is that what is your expectation mm. you're disappointed when your expectation does not line up yep that's at the end of the day like, anything you're ever mad at or disappointed just go back and think about what was your expectation because if that's you expected happened. something and this doesn't happen that's you're disappointed so if your expectation to, you know, start acting or to be an influencer or to start a company, to have a startup, if your expectation right from the start is that this will take time, this is something that, you know, it needs a lot of hard work, it needs a lot of hours, it's going to take at least a year, two years, five years, that you know, you know, you can't beat yourself up when you're one year in. You've expected right. five years, you know, so it's okay to work hard, you know, don't beat yourself up, celebrate each step along the way so that you get to your goal. But I think yeah. expectation is a huge part of that mentality as well. A hundred percent agree. And, and it stops you from being discouraged, you know, and I think that's when people quit. Um, but, but yeah, so those were my two recaps. 
So I feel like I even, I just went even deeper from the first episode, but my third one, just to add, since we're doing a part two, very simple guys is live your life how you want. Mm. Meaning don't go and not do something because you think someone might think of something of you. I think Mm. for the longest in my twenties, I was always like, like almost like a perfectionist. Like, how is this going to, I think I still deal with this now, but like, as I'm getting older, I look like. I look at myself like if I'm on my de- if I'm on my deathbed, mm. like am I really gonna say, man, was that one guy gonna think of me? I'm, I'm probably thinking like, damn, did you do what you were supposed to do? Mm. And I think when you think of it that way, and you want to live the life that you want to live, I think that co- that takes care of everything else in, in your life now. You yeah. know, if you think about it, because because I feel like a lot of times we, we feel pressured, or like we don't we don't chase our goals, we don't we don't go for our dreams because we think of what other people might think of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you simply ask yourself, what would I think about if I'm on my deathbed? Like, would I really care? Would mm-hmm. you be more mad that you decided to, you know, listen to what other people were saying, or would you be mad at yourself for, for not doing it? Cause that's what you wanted to do. And I think, I think at the end of the day, it, it's your life to dictate. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mm-hmm. live your life for you, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I would feel I love that. going out. I don't know how I feel. I love that. Out, you know, that's great. Cause that's like, um, yeah, if you want to travel, you have to do the things that allow you to travel and, and do that. Like, and like, I think that that's also different. For example, like, you know, like for, for example, like our parents might want us to have certain different jobs and certain future. You know, yeah. they expect us to be married and have kids and have a house by the, you know, by the time we're 30. And uh, I think what I learned from my 20s is that like, you, yeah, live the life that you want. Like you want to travel, you want to live here, you want to do this. This is your life. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, you have to be happy with the way you set things up. You can't, yeah. you know, because we can easily talk about Asian representation. Uh, you know, the, we can easily talk about like Asian expectation. Like the Asian culture is always that like uh, corporate job, uh, married, yeah, kids, whatever, all that stuff. But I think like that, that's changed so much. And now we're realizing like the path to success is so different for everyone. everyone. So at the end of the day, yeah, if you're happy with what you have and what you got going on and, you know, all your experiences and your memories, like I think that is, that is so much more important than what, yeah. ex- you, you know, what, what others expect of you or whatever. Yeah. Especially with all the, like the, at a certain age, you should have this certain age you should have mm. this like those pressures man like i think we're we're learning now that that because by feeding into that you're basically telling everyone that everyone has the same uh, expectation of what happiness is for them but man people have people's ways to, ways to be happy is so different you know like it's, yeah i mean i i that actually made me think of another point is that um one point that actually humbles me a lot <laughs> that's kind of relating to this whole like pressure and expectation is that um, there's always somebody better. Mm. Like, oh, you have a nice watch? Somebody's got a way better watch than you. Got 10 of them. Oh, you have a nice house? Oh, I'm sure, uh, you know, the billionaires of the world have better, nicer house than you. Oh, yeah. you, you got a nice car? Oh, but you don't got a Ferrari? Oh, oh but you don't got a Bugatti? It's like... There's always something better. Yeah. And unless you want to keep chasing for the app, there's no absolute best. There's always something better. 
So how could you ever go for the best, best thing? There's not. Like, I, I just feel like you have to be satisfied and happy with what you got. 100% agree. Because like, how can you compare? There's literally, I can literally, and I think that, 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 that was something that I had to kind of stop myself. Because it's like, all right, like, as my work in Levitate style, I started working more with luxury brands, making more money. It's very easy to be like, well, I want this and this to flex, to, you know, to show yeah. off. Yeah. But dude, literally anybody out there can make more money, can have way better things. You know, it's just like this constant competition that's yeah. meaningless in a way. So yeah. I'd rather look back at what I have and be happy with why I got these things, you know, the life we have set up and things like that and be absolutely satisfied and happy with it. Yeah. I think, I think that goes to say, just, you know, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Cause if you do, that's where the depression or like the sadness of like feeling pity for yourself, like, Oh, like he has this, what, you know, what about me? And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of like, like with social media, I think that's kind of led to people comparing, like, you know, like, like comparing their lives with others. And it's mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, if you're not happy with, let's say you, you mm-hmm. achieve the things that you're, that you want, you think you want, mm-hmm. there's going to be someone better, like you said. So then mm-hmm. you'll never find happiness if you're always, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no cap because there's yeah. always going to be someone better. There's always going to be this and that. So I think um, being, accepting your life and, and who you are and what you're doing, I think that's the fastest way to like being content. All about you know? balance. All about balance. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. like social media obviously can be such a good thing, good place, you know, with what, like our, mission and our passion is to help others we're not trying to say comparing you to this you know we're not trying to put anybody down so like social media like anything can be good or bad depending on the person receiving it it. Mm -hmm. so you know i just hope that people look at it as more of a inspiration but not like a soul like this is what you need to be this is not a competition i think you need to take a step back and just you know yeah. Take it all in, in a more positive way. Yeah. Yeah. But don't I think va- that's a- <laughs> yeah. Don't value yourself based off of that social media mm-hmm. um currency they call it. Mm-hmm. Um but but yeah, um that pretty much I think we came to at the end here. But uh wow, that was uh we were about to go into some other stuff. I felt like Yeah, we were going we going another- we're starting to get real deep with this one. I yeah. think we got to stop it here. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny cuz uh there's a documentary. I don't know if you should watch it, but uh, it's called um what is it? Fake famous. If you ever have the time, oh, it's just I've like seen the it, negative, but I watched it. the negative effects of social media. So that's the reason why I jumped into social media. Um, but I, I agree. It just depends on the person using it. I mean, there's good and bad for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, you know, you do it for the, the right reasons, but yeah, I, I love the, uh, the takeaways, Leo. I mean, those are all great points. I think as, if I was in my twenties listening to that, I'd be like, you know what? Those are good things I should be watching for. Hope that was helpful. Know, yeah, but uh, and hopefully you know my energy and mood, uh, <laughs> Your vibe. tips. Yeah, my vibes <laughs> helped you guys too. But at the end of the day, guys, it it's really comes down to are you happy and making sure that don't uh, mistake in someone's example of their happiness is is what you're supposed to be aiming for because it's all different. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we're all trying. This is everyone's trying every. We're all trying every day. You know, we're just trying to I think be happy in the best way that we can and uh, trying to live the best life that we can. Right. So. So hopefully you guys were able to take something away from it, learn something. And uh, that's pretty much what we got for this uh, solo episode. So hopefully 
you found value in it. All right, guys, until next time.